The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Hi, welcome to Past Yet Present. I'm Marilyn Papp, spiritual medium and author of Love is Greater Than Pain. Those who passed share our need for love, understanding, and resolution. Together, we go from communication to collaboration. Welcome back to Past Yet Present. Today we're going to talk about where we're going, what path we're on. As we're trotting down that path, moving into the future every day, we're right here in the now, sitting and listening, or driving and listening, or falling asleep and listening, but we're right here right now. And we're thinking about our people that we love who are out of body. They have passed and yet they are present. And how we'd like that relationship to go with them. There's discernment. You get to decide, just like you get to decide your relationships here. And, you know, our relationships get fuzzy and there's push and pull and there's blame game or forgiveness or whatever it is that's going on. We're very complicated creatures, we humans. And then somebody we love goes out of body. And how do we arrange that? How do we move like the chess pieces? to make peace if the other person is no longer playing on their side. Well, it really is about discernment, and it's about the understanding that they are still playing with us. They're still moving the pieces. And like we've talked about many times in the past, they're literally looking at their life review and discerning and hopefully forgiving themselves for what they feel they didn't do well. A lot of people might look at themselves, and this happens so much in channeling. It's such a pattern. You know, they they watch themselves and say, oh, my goodness, why didn't I hug? Why didn't I? What was I afraid of? I was afraid I was going to cry, or I was taught not to show emotion. And it's frustrating for them out there because they would give anything to come back and and release it, and then they laugh and say, "Ah, I bet if I were in body, I'd still do the same thing. But they watch themselves just like, where did I learn that? Why was I so contained? Why didn't I forgive or love or dance or whatever it is that they wanted me to engage? And the soul opens up and realizes that, you know, there's so much conditioning and so much patterning that sometimes we we become so conditioned and enclosed in whatever it is, our persona or whoever it is we think we're supposed to be that we become the pattern rather than allowing our essence out. And, and maybe we do this too. We all do to an extent, I, I would think. But the thing is that they're out of body and they're literally watching this in their lives. And most likely, if they were mad at you, that's not what they're focused on. Again, the patterns from channeling a whole lot is they're trying to take responsibility of their part in it. So maybe you're trying to do that too. So here's the whole thing. If we're going to move into one day at a time into the future, one day at a time, what is it that we want to release? What is it that we want to release in conjunction with them? Hold your hand out. Let's do our protection as you take their hand. We clothe ourselves in a robe of light composed of the love, the power, and the wisdom of divine consciousness. We wear it not only for our own protection, but also so that those who see it or come in contact with it will be drawn to divine and healed. Let the light surround us. 
Let it permeate us. Let it expand within us. Let it expand so that others can feel it and see it. Because that's who we are. Our energy extends way past our body. You know that. Auric feels. And there are pictures. And there are things you can do and to see it. And there are practices so you can see it. And it's a great amount of fun. Whether you or not you see it. And, you know, it, it isn't just there because you see it. I think I've mentioned before, our daughter, since she was a kid, she could look around the room and tell you the color of everyone's auric field and also tell you who's standing behind them. Oh, his grandmother's right there. You know what? She couldn't see the color. She could feel color. That was how she does it. So we're so quick to judge, especially if we're a little older, that we think is in, in my, back in my day, you know, I was picking up so much through the, the, the five senses they taught us about, you know, we are, we are so, every cell has sense. Every, you know, think about our intuition and our spiritual connections and emotional, we're, we're sensing all the time. But those five senses, those were the ones that I thought I, I would pick up the out-of-body people with, and that's how it happened. I saw my grandfather, he looked the same, he was wearing the same thing. I didn't think about it. I was really young. I didn't think, I, I don't recall if he changed his clothes, but I remember seeing basically whole body. He would sit there with his favorite cup and I would see him, you know? So as the years have gone on, I rely on that less and less. Um, I've heard audibly here and there, but usually I hear it in you know, my mind's eye or my mind's ear. I'll hear it in my head as if um, one other medium talked about that it was like counting to 10 inside your head. That's how you hear it. And that was helpful. You know, I, I realized, yeah, it's like I'm hearing that. I, if I do that, you know, it's not directed by me, but I'm still picking it up. For me, it was probably helpful that I did it through the body because it gave me the affirmations I needed. And now, as I feel they're training me, as they train all of us, yes, they do. As they train all of us, if our desire is to, to be adept at it, have fun with it, share it, whatever it is you're doing, they'll help us with all that. And I realize as I go further and further away from those senses, the channeling has become faster, broader, more emotionally based. It, it's less factual. And that brings me back to what is our original language? And we've talked about that before, too. Our original language is energy. And what is that energy really, that language? What's the main word for that language is love. We came here to expand and learn and figure out in a setting where have the illusion of there's not enough and how do we take care of things and, and to adapt to people who are teaching us whatever it is they're teaching us. And sometimes we come into a situation where we want to drink and lap it all up like a kitty with milk, or we realize that whatever's going on around us is not where we need to focus our attention and we need to bring consciousness to it. We come in with a lot of desire to help and expand our loved ones and ourselves. That's the soul's promise. That's what we do. We have consciousness before we come in. And, you know, do we say, oh boy, with glee and rub our hands together and go, you know, bring me to the darkest corner of whatever. I, I don't think it's quite like that. I don't think we're insane that way. But I do think that we pick challenges, you know. It's interesting, and just in my own life, I was thinking recently, and I jotted this down, you know, so many things are 
grace and synchronized and beautiful. And sometimes I'm trying to figure things out. And like everyone, I'm just trying to figure things out. And I looked up and I chuckled with God and I said, you know, I must have asked you to like a rock to throw me really far away. And the thing is, I'm just going to come trotting back my whole life, but I'm going to be talking about it the whole time. And I guess, you know, I hope you're listening. We find that we come in and we want these challenges for our expansion. So if we're going to treat ourselves kindly and we're going to have some some discernment about how we're going to play with our energy and remembering that even if we're, I've been thinking about this too, you know, my generation and our culture, we, we were pulled out with forceps, kind of hit and, and in bright lights and it's cold and it's like, well, these are fine. How do you do? You don't know any other mammal who does that. So we're thinking, okay, we came in and it's energy and it's all love and we're already a little shifted from, wait, this needs to be a nice, safe place. How do we integrate that? How do we remember? How do we discern? Because every moment, maybe from birth, and hopefully most of you had loving births where you're just kind of kind of snuggled all up like the way kitties and doggies and, you know. But whatever way we found ourselves rolling away from what feels like alignment when we integrate ourselves spiritually for the highest good for our healing and physicality as well, we're going to find discrepancies. We're going to find places we can take responsibility and feel like I, I kind of ruled away over there. Um, and, and we've talked before about your vibration. You can't backtrack. You're a high vibrational being. It's always there. You remember who you are. We forget because we judge ourselves and, and our hearts break. If it isn't, you know, if things don't go well and we want them to, our hearts break. And there are so many things we're not in control over. Notice what's going on in your gut right now. Take a deep breath and just let it go. Let's talk about discernment. If we're looking to forgive, and hopefully we are, and if you need to get good and mad first and stomp around, that's okay. Do whatever you need to do for whatever release to come. And you know what? If there are a lot of you that were yelling and screaming at your outer body loved ones, you know what they think from out there? I mean, one one guy just said he had it coming. Believe you me, I had it coming. Uh, most people will say that we understand, let it go, let it go, because even if you're mad at us, you're continuing the conversation. You're opening up that collaborative conversation. So if you look up and scream, why the hell did you da 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 da? You know, there are some people out there who are, who are actually relieved to hear it because it'll help us in the physical body to let it go. They are collaborating with us. We really don't need to figure out a whole bunch of stuff. We really don't need to go inside our head. But if your head is telling you something, okay, let's go there right now. Your loved one out there, think about it. Is there something you need to forgive? Along with the fact that they're out of body. Okay, maybe... Maybe they had control over that. Maybe they had none at all. Either way, and of course, it matters a lot, but either way, forgiving them for being out of body when we want to hold them and hug them here. Is there anything else that you need to forgive them for? Were their feet planted when you wish they could have come to you? Were they stubborn? Take a deep breath. You're protected. You're fine. 
allow yourself to think about it. If you have a reaction, that's okay. If it drifts in just like a little thought, that's okay too. But here's what we want to do now. Picture that lens that you have going out looking to your loved one and allow them, allow them. You know, when you go to the eye doctor and he says, this one or this one, this one or this one, and they twist that thing and they change the lens. Okay, that's a little old timey. Maybe they have better ones now. We're going to shift the lens to reflect back to you. Is there anything you need to forgive yourself for? Were there harsh words? Were you angry? Maybe you were justified. Maybe you weren't. If you were justified, maybe you want them to understand that you were justified. Maybe you thought you knew what was better. All of this emotion, they recognize as expressions of love. And they're showing tears around it. Because even in the anger, and even if you want to dismiss them, it's your own damn fault. No matter what it is, all of this, let it go. Feel Feel yourself releasing this from all the pores all around your body. Release it. Because whether it's justified or not, we're humans and we're reactive. And somebody you love is out of body now. And maybe you need to forgive yourself for something you said or did or non-presence or fear. And then you realize the sweetness of it you're doing your life review along with them. And it's so very interesting because the people I'm channeling for recently, it seems like the ones I'm drawn to, or no, let's put it this way. It feels like as part of our evolution, we are doing the life review along with our loved one out of body. And they have a mirror held up with intention, just when the person who never said or never did or never, and it felt like they were so withholding, why couldn't they just, and they're watching that life review, why didn't I, why didn't I? And then they're taught and shown the conditioning that came from their origin, from, you know, not out-of-body origin, but here in the physical plane. You know, sometimes the deep friendships, the deep connections, will recognize someone, and, and I like to think of it before, it's probably a little biased, but before the damage done that happens on the physical plane, before we're taught how to be contained, how to be aligned, how to be good, good boys and girls who sit and do what we're supposed to. I'm so glad so much of that is changing. But we so often go against our alignment right here, right now. We want to hug, we want to do it. Oh, no, you don't do that. Uh, you know. Imagine how they're looking at this life review and, and so much shame and angst I wish I had. And again, they're shown a mirror and they're shown how it was downloaded into them. And the beauty of it is that their intention, hopefully with most people, is good and it was unconscious. Do we wish we had more consciousness and do, did a better job? Yeah, they might still want to bang their head against the wall there, but how beautiful to learn out there the person was never willingly withholding. You're probably feeling some of those things, maybe, if you are. You know, I, I've recently channeled for people who have a loved one who went out of body in various degrees of angst, illness, mental health, physical health, and 
the people who I'm channeling for, who are in body, um, it's so interesting how often the out-of-body people will say, you tried the tough love, you had to form boundaries, you didn't see me for a while, I support that, it wasn't sustainable, let's release it. So if you're sitting here punishing yourself because you had to hold a boundary, let yourself cry over it, let yourself have grief over it, that's hard. And, and the harsher it is, notice what's going on in your gut if this is resonating with you. Maybe, and this is reported in so very often, what you did I know is out of love. If I didn't understand it then, I surely do now. But also, if you do or did have to set those boundaries, there could be something in you that's, that's trying to not enable whatever it is that you're having trouble with with that person. You don't want to enable a pattern. You don't want to. If Whatever amount of consciousness you can bring it, of course, is wonderful. But we're human, and so are they out of body. But they are able to look at now, in their out-of-body state, what happened with them in body. What happened with them, oh my goodness, that's right. I just froze. I couldn't. And again, if they came back, maybe they still wouldn't be able to do it. Notice what's going on in your gut. Think of the things that you're afraid to do, that you're afraid to burst out into whatever emotion, and maybe it's happening and you can't help it. Let's all, they're asking us from out there, embrace the soul within its humanness, the soul within its humanness to feel such an expansive feeling and rage and doubt and fear. Feel your feet planted on the floor. Or if you're lying down, just knowing that you're connected to the earth plane and you're grounded. Feel your spine. Feel it straighten. Feel your neck strengthening, lengthening, and your head moving up, and your shoulders falling back, and your heart opening up. What would you like to forgive in yourself? You can think about it or not think about it at all if it works better for you and just ask that you are forgiven from your own gut, from your own heart. Maybe you'll sort it out later, maybe you won't. Maybe you sorted it out already. But we are aligned with our out-of-body loved ones who are focusing on forgiveness. And I can tell you something from my channeling and they are clamoring to tell you they are way more worried about what they did rather than about what we did. They're able to see us and love us, and they see the grief, and they see the frustration, and they know that even if it feels like it was translated in a negative way, it was out of love and trying to figure it out and trying to, you know, if, if you didn't have love mixed in that energy, it wouldn't be so angst-filled, right? So. Allow yourself to forgive yourself and allow them the strength of knowing that you're doing it in tandem as they do it too. What a beautiful way to heal. And if there's something you need to ask and something that you can't fathom, ask them. Put it out there. They hear you. When we release in tandem, the energy expands whether you're conscious of it or not. Here's something else to consider. 
you may have gone through a real, and be going through a very grievous time. And other people might not understand. I hear a lot, especially from parents, about people who they'd say hello to on the street every day in their walk, they cross the street. They don't want to say anything. They don't know what to say, or they don't bring up the name again. And whether it's fear or whether it's, oh, there, but for the grace of God, go, I. It's interesting when you notice, you really start noticing if you're going through this kind of grief. Um, it's, it's interesting. Um, somebody's parents just showed up. My husband's parents showed up. And they'd like to talk about, we're talking about them helping out with some of the health challenges and feeling their love and support. Harry's parents were Holocaust survivors. His mom was liberated out of Auschwitz, his father out of Bergen-Belsen, I believe. Oh, wait a minute, I'm sorry. Dachau, Dachau, our son went and stood at the place where his um, father lined up every day. The barracks weren't there. And, and his technology, our son called on the phone and said, I'm standing in the spot where he stood to line up. And he came in and channeled to him, tell him he's the exact same age when I stood there as I was. Very, very powerful. So they're coming in and they're talking about the initial thing. You know, I just stopped for a minute because there are so many things they'd like to talk about. But in the context of what we're talking about, that they already say they're going to add in a few more things. Their experience in that situation, and then, you know, they were in a displacement place for a while in Germany. That's where Harry's brother was born, and eventually they came here, and Harry was born shortly after that. Their life experience was so intense that nobody else could really understand how they functioned, how they, they hung out with, and they actually, they formed a group, and a lot of major cities still have them. Now there is next generation, second generation group. And um, we were in Boston at the time, and, and a big group was going on there one generation after. Was that what? Um, I'm trying to remember. I'm looking at Harry and seeing if he, if he remembers. But the thing is that during almost every conversation that they were reminiscing or talking before the war or after the war, it was a delineation. And I understand that that kind of trauma, how do you even relate to people? And so... My point is, and they have something else they want to talk about as well, um, but we'll come back to that. This is in relation to how, if you're feeling that other people are avoiding you and they don't know what to do, you've crossed over into this other land, other energetic land where people don't understand you. It's interesting because reciprocity and love, we always want to think about what it's like to walk in somebody else's shoes. And there are some situations where people can't. I mean, you can imagine in your head what it might be like for you, but they can't really, and everyone is different. And so when you cross into that other place while you're in the human body still, where it feels like other people just can't get you, but yet you're still going to be out in the world living there and having, um, Harry's mom just said, extreme situations, and she kind of chuckled and said, well, you have to deal with people and you have to talk with them and laugh. They were able to create that most of the, all of their socializing and, and some of even their work related was, you know, people who had been through a similar situation. His dad just said, you find yourself in the land of the living, but you don't think that you are. And so a piece of yourself 
becomes, and I'm feeling the heaviness of that grief. And yet, one thing my husband and I are always amazed about, they would get together. They got together like all the time and they would laugh. And boy, did they celebrate parties and dance. Oh my God, it was incredible. And I really think that that part of, you know, they survive that whole thing. I think that's what helped them to survive after that they would be together with each other. And even with that shared grief, that shared, because they understood each other, maybe together they could dance. It's interesting, I'm thinking about compassionate friends and helping parents heal, the groups that, that help support parents. Helping parents heal, it's with the understanding that they're with us spiritually and that we're continuing our conversations. And when you're with people who are in that mindset, you really see the expanded auric fields and the out-of-body person dancing with it. And they're hugging a few times a day, sometimes consciously, sometimes not. It's allowing that alignment. It's allowing that. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Harry's father wants us to know that though they carry that for the rest of their lives, all their loved ones, and you know the stories and the things they saw, and 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 he says, and he says very clearly. They would get together and dance and sing and have parties, and it wasn't that they negated the past at all. They carried them. They held them. They did it with them and for them. Because he's saying the love is greater than any pain they went through. They, in quotes, lost them, and we know how we don't, the out-of-body people don't like the word lost, but talk about a situation where it feels like you're losing everything. And how do you breathe? How do you, how do you move forward so you create the reality that can best support you? And for they and their friends, it was that support of the people who had been through it. And seeing together, raising the all with each other. And he says sometimes he would just look up and he would think, I'm singing it to you, all the loved ones out there. And he says it's why he was able to stay on his feet. It's why he was able to keep going. And that resonates, you know? I mean, how old was I when I met? 17. Been a long time. I know them pretty well. But, you know, I would watch with wonder, and so would Harry, about how they could be so present and laughing. But it was always that context before and after. And the things they would talk about before and you would see a wistfulness, and yet it's the love, the thing that, the bridge that connects everything through the pain is the love, that before and after, the love for them, and knowing and feeling that they're watching out 
for us and for the family and for the families that remain and helping. So what does that mean here if you're going through that kind of alienation? How alienation that how can how can I sit and go to this birthday party when this this is for my child or this for he's not here to or or how how do we how do we do it? And you know, I, I think um, you know, it it's interesting. We're we're very good at compartmentalizing and we could set it aside. But like I said, there are a lot of moms and and I'm sure dads too. You know who, and all kinds, everybody who who just can't be where they are in that moment because they're being seized by, or maybe even held by, the person we love, and it's too hard to engage with the rest of the world because of the situation we're in. As we already know, trying to get out of body to be with them is not. You know, we really want to stay here. Somebody who goes out of body to be with their loved ones, it isn't uh, that easy because first it would be a rehab setting to talk about why somebody would go against their own breath when, when they still had other things to do and their mission isn't done or whatever else that's going on. So again, if that's happened, there's help out there. But for us who are feeling, or for you who are feeling, because none of us know what the other one is going through even if there are similarities. But if you feel like it's so hard to connect here on the earth, because who can understand? There are souls who get it. And it might not be the same, but that longing and that need, that sharing. And I think that's why Harry's parents came in. It was in that sharing, they're saying, that would give them the guts, because the memories are always there. And whenever you want to visit them, even when you don't want to visit them, his mom is saying it would come up on me when I didn't expect it. And it was very hard. She had a very hard time with that. And, and it would come back. And his dad is saying, but it comes back. It's the love. And we carry the love. And we carry the love into the future with them, for them, integrated with them, loving them as they're loving us. And the pain is real and the pain is big. And the pain colors everything he's saying, but the love is bigger. The love is bigger. So if you can commiserate with people who you feel have similar situations, that's a lovely place to feel understood. Also, it helps to understand that if we're angry with our loved one out there, to put ourselves in their shoes while they're looking at a life review to help them, and maybe they still weren't nice sometimes, and maybe that helps us to look at our own life review while we're here, as we're doing in collaboration with them, so that we can grow together. At the same time, there's something else going on that we could do here on the earth plane. And they're kind of chuckling out there, Harry's parents and some others. There's a real group of tight um, friends that I, ca I can feel a whole group of them, and they always really loved Harry. One, one was trying to fix them up with a different Marilyn. Um, <laughs> And she's lovely. <laughs> At any rate, um, it's interesting because they're showing up and they're talking about how we need that release. It's like a balloon that has too much air. You don't need to pop it. You don't need to explode it and damage it. But you could just take it and pull, you know, and you make that little E sound and some of the air escapes. Let off some steam. Let off some steam and remember 
other people might not know what it's like to walk in your shoes. And again, we might be really grateful they don't, and we don't want them to, if, if they can help it, of course. But we're learning about forgiving ourselves and forgiving other people. If we can forgive them somewhat for their unconsciousness, if we can forgive them somewhat and our presence can help lead them to their consciousness just by being us, we don't need to condone or, or be unconscious with anybody. And, and maybe we can teach them just by sharing where we are. But when we stand in somebody else's shoes, we allow ourselves, like our out-of-body loved one who's wa watching the life review, like, why wasn't I more upfront? Why didn't I say it? And then they see dad, or they see grandma, who, where it was perpetuated, and maybe the damage done there, the patterns that come down the pike. It's about walking in other people's shoes, even when they're our own family that we love. And that can help lead us to, if you can't hear the word, to forgiveness, because that's an energy. Harry was just talking about he's downloading like crazy, and he feels energy. And sometimes he'll download, you know, a few words, but, you know, he, he wonders, and I've said this before, is this channeling? Of course, it's channeling in our original language energy. When we're out of body, we don't have to worry about the languaging. You know, it's so interesting because I was thinking about um, hearing the words very often. As I've gotten faster with channeling, it's waves that I translate into words. Sometimes they'll do sentences, but if they can go just to energy and they just poked me in the right ear, if I close my ear and I don't think that that's the right way to do it, I'll get waves of energy that are translated even faster. Like I said, letting go of what I perceived to be those senses when I was young, oh, I had to do it that way. When we let go of how things need to be done, we allow an expansion that's creative and unheard of and not really, you know, beyond the mind. You know, sometimes when I, when I talk to God about things, it's like, hey, you're way more creative than I am. I don't know how to, how to think. You know, I don't even know how to ask for anything. And I don't like to ask, but hey, you know better than I. You know me better than I know myself. And as we expand to this where we're releasing our old patterns, they get to do it out of body with our alignment and our help if it feels right for us. And they can align with us and do it in tandem with us as we align with it. And we can discern because we are, and I just got a hand on my head, there are loved ones right now putting a blessing upon your head right now. You don't have to carry so much pain. And a lot of the pain we carry, it's patterned and it came through us, through other people, through the patterns or how we were taught to behave or how we were taught to process or how not to process. Harry was taught not to process emotion. It was an emotional vacuum and yet they love him so much they took care of all his needs. But he knew not and where not to go instinctively. The fact that they put one foot in front of the other and created another generation is beyond what I can imagine. How successful is that? And yet, the byproduct, the honest byproduct of that is that they didn't know how to discuss emotion, help emotion, or harder still, hold a mirror up so that he can understand his own gut instinct. And that happens in a lot of situations where there's dysfunction or toxicity 
or mental illness or any illness. These are the things we came to earth to grow through. And they're like walls when we're young. And when we expand and understand who we are as souls and our heart and our connection, and it's always connected, those walls become thinner and thinner. And then they're paper walls. Maybe they catch on fire because you need to, and they burn down because you need to communicate with, with somebody because it was so harsh. Maybe they melt away as the teardrops melted them. Maybe those walls melted away because there's no other way, and you're just so desperate. And maybe those walls melt away, and you have reciprocity, and you're hugging each other and loving each other, and then the walls come back up because your mind doesn't know how to just release and relax. We're in all kinds of states of being. Take a deep breath. Forgive yourself for where you are right now. Honor yourself for where you are right now. Dance in spirit for where you are right now. Because whatever you're going through, whatever pain, it is hard sometimes. And that love, that love, the pain is because you love. And they're going through their life review, loving and wishing that they could have been more accessible, more on top of it, freer. We're doing it together. So as we forgive, we can move into alignment with them. We can move into alignment as we're doing the same thing. Whether you get words or not, whether you think you're channeling or not, take a deep breath. Just feel the alignment with your loved one and with all your loved ones. And feel that alignment with your loved ones here. And if someone's impossible, have a boundary for that period of time. Figure out what feels right for you. You're allowed to discern. You're allowed to discern. And we all have bits of unconsciousness that block us from our full being able to embrace and feel that melting away as you embrace and love your loved one out of body and offer them support. And as your out-of-body loved ones offer you support, and we can offer the whole rest of the world support, even if they don't get it, because we're all healing and we're all here together, in body, out of body, and most have very sweet intention. And align yourself with that intention. It's love, it's energy, it's discernment about what's forgivable, what's not what patterns might have come in, and allowing that to melt so that you can see it, see it more clearly with consciousness, with discernment. We're not saying to toss out life experiences as if they didn't exist willy-nilly. No, no, no. There still might be things to work out and things to be addressed. But you're allowed to be angry at the people you love and not feel guilty about it because, like they say, they're out of body. and That's something to be mad at right there even if it wasn't their choice, and even more so if it looks like part of their choice was that way. We don't have to figure out what everyone's thinking. We don't have to figure out what we're thinking. Take a deep breath and just feel the responsibility that you've taken 
and however you're feeling right now, how you're expanding right now, how you're allowing right now. Take a deep breath. Let the shoulders fall back. Let the heart feel open. So here we are, processing, communing with our loved ones, communing with our own emotions, expanding our energy, even if those emotions are hard. Think of your intention. Feel your energy. Feel the heart rising up into the throat. And how you communicate. Think of it being expanded and down the arms and into the hands. Feel the heart energy going down and into the legs everywhere you go. Right now, there's an acceptance that some of the difficult things are from love. You wish somebody behaved bitter, better, bitter, <laughs> malaprop, my favorite word. Somebody, you know, bitter came in instead of maybe there was bitterness. Maybe there was this, maybe it never died. Maybe this, maybe that. Allow it from your mind and your heart to release. Talk about it if you want to. But here's the thing. There's release here. It's up to you what you forgive and what you don't. They want you to forgive yourself. The thing is, if we're going to end up out of body at some point in time with a life review and looking at the patterning and forgiving ourselves, why not spoon feed ourselves a little bit of that love right now? Ooh, my stomach just clenched because, oh, that might not be easy. But with sweetness. <laughs> Remember the spoonful of sugar song. So think of that, you know. Sugar's not good for you, so honey or molasses. Okay, whatever it is that's sweet. Smell a flower. Here's the thing. As you're releasing, as you're expanding, you're creating the future. And when somebody we love is out of body, in the physical body, it's very hard to think of the future. The day after my father passed, I got mad that the son had the audacity. So, really? I never had a day without my dad and body. It's like, what? The, 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 the world turns? I mean, really? Huh, good name for a TV show, huh? At any rate, um, they're making wisecracks out there. It's kind of funny because um, I'm channeling, but then they tap me and say, oh, throw this in, throw that in. And so it's a collaboration. I'm collaborating and I'm feeling the out-of-body people are collaborating with you, with you, what your needs are. And they're with you whenever you sit down and ask, whether it's during this podcast or any time. You don't need anyone else. It's fun to listen and it's fun to bring it in. But it's all happening. You have everything you need. You have all the moving parts. So here's the thing. While it might be really hard for the mind to think about moving into the future, you're doing it moment by moment. You're doing it second by second. You're learning how to be in the now, right now, with love and hopefully appreciation for wherever you are in this. Even if it's hard, remember that pain is because we love. And love is the bottom line. And love is why we might not feel quite okay because something feels out of alignment with that loving. What we're doing now is preparing and moving into and expanding. We are creating the future by our intention, our release. Take a breath. And the beauty of this is while we're in the physical body, they want to remind us that just like Harry's parents who could go to a party and laugh and laugh and then other times, they're not laughing. Believe me, they're not laughing. 
we're able to go back and forth and feel things and have knee-jerk reactions and actually get hijacked sometimes by our emotion. Okay, why do we have so much emotion? Because we love. So it isn't an idea of being something that we think we should be. It isn't designing anything that way. But as we expand and allow, we release huh, maybe, maybe an expectation that we were taught, and they want to tell us that we move into something much sweeter, a pure collaboration, to help break some of the patterns that might not be healthy, to express the love that might not have been expressed fully, or to continue with the, we've got this. You know how many people say the biggest thing you miss is just looking and catching my eye, and we didn't have to move a muscle, but we knew what the other one was thinking? You can still do it, and you'll feel it because they're with you. So we're expanding, not thinking about the future, but creating a high vibrational one where there's room for our healing and there's room for alignment with that healing with our out-of-body loved one. And we can have that knee-jerk reaction where we just don't feel connected or maybe we do and that's even harder and we cry and cry and cry. That's the humanness. Allow that. Allow it. You see, we're, we're the balancing act. We are pioneers. We are the brave. Think of all the people in the world. But think of all the souls, and we are in body right now, except for everyone listening who isn't. If you're in body right now, what a beautiful opportunity for alignment, fulfillment, expansion, and comfort level with the love as we expand and learn how to dance on this vibration and sing with it. As we allow the vibration to expand and let others see it and feel it. And as we understand and know that love never ends, the connection never ends. And those who have passed, they are present. And so are you. Thank you for sharing this energy in space. Together, we collaborate, raising the vibration for all. I'm Marilyn Cap, author of Love is Greater Than Pain, and you can find me at MarilynCapp.com. Remember, the healing continues with those who are past yet present. What is it you really want in life? No matter what you've been through, you can still achieve it. I'm Sandra Ann Taylor, and in my Energy Activation podcast, we'll explore the science of manifestation, and I'll give you specific techniques to shift your energy in order to make your dreams a reality. I also do live energy readings, and you can be a part of the show by emailing your questions to me at sandrataylor.net. Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.